You were living your life, climbing the ladder and carving out a career for yourself. You had big plans and big ideas. And then you had a baby and everything changed. Just like that. All of it came to a screeching halt. Maybe you kept working or maybe you stayed home. Either way, your world suddenly became very small. And though you were never alone, you were always lonely. You silently asked yourself, where did I go? Who is that tired looking woman staring back at me in the mirror? Until you remembered something very important. You aren't just a mother. You are a mother plus artist, a mother plus entrepreneur, a mother plus musician, a mother plus yogi. You can have an identity outside of motherhood. My name is Stacy Hudson. I'm a mother to two under four, plus writer, certified health coach, aspiring entrepreneur, and athlete. My name is Stephanie Springer. I'm a mother to 10 and 15-year-old girls, plus writer, music therapist, producer, singer, and teacher. Here, we will interview mom bosses, entrepreneurs, artists, athletes, and passionate hobbyists and talk about how to find the thing that lights you up again. You're in there. We know it. You just have to find her again. Welcome to the Mother Plus Podcast. Hello, and welcome to another episode of the Mother Plus Podcast. I hope you guys are all having a fantastic day. We have another Stace and Steph episode for you today, and I think it's going to be a pretty polarizing topic. I think you're going to either nod your head throughout the whole episode, maybe a few arm pumps, and totally agree with what we're saying, or you're going to switch it off about five minutes in because you totally disagree with what we're saying and you're angry with us and maybe never listen to us again. Either way, that's fine. Um, but here, here goes. So here's the backstory. Valentine's day was coming up and I decided to consult my neighbor, Becca for advice. Shout out to Becca. I love you. I'm so glad you moved across the street for me. Anyways, this wasn't just a mom friend asking another mom friend for advice. This was me asking a woman who in her previous life was the lead planner for a Denver based wedding planning company. This is the kind of mom who likes to go all out for birthdays and holidays because it's her jam. She's an artist. She's a creative person. This is the other side of her plus and it's her outlet. And she like really enjoys doing this stuff, right? Now I am not like this. So I thought, all right, I'm going to get my daughters a book and a card for Valentine's day, but I need to consult somebody who really knows what they're doing here. So I can go, you know, I make, I can make it really special. So I'm going to ask Becca what she's doing for her little girl for Valentine's day. Cause she's got to have some big ideas, right? But her answer totally took me by surprise. She got her daughter also a couple of Valentine's books. She made her a Valentine. She baked some cookies with her and that's it. And then she says, we are so extra as parents sometimes, aren't we? (laughs) And then this is the rest of it. I'm going to read this verbatim on her text. I think the most important thing is spending time with them and making sure they know they are so loved on a day where love is really what it's all about. My mind is like, blown. If my all out mom friend is telling me this, then I need to reassess my values for a second. Why do we have to be so extra as moms? Why did I feel like I needed to go all out for Valentine's day? I could have just gone with my initial hunch of getting a card and a book, but for some reason I felt like that wasn't enough because that's what you do these days, right? Steph? 
Absolutely. We talked about our tendency to go over the top in our holiday episode, but that's not what we're talking about here. Like we're not talking about the big ones like like Christmas and Easter and Halloween. Here's what we're talking about. Extreme birthday party themes, Valentine's Day, St. Patrick's Day, the hundredth day of school, the tooth fairy, St. Nicholas Day, Daughter's Day, Son's Day, Fourth of July, month birthdays, first month, second month, you know, all the way up until 12 months and taking a picture of it every time. And then of course there's spirit week, which is filled with all sorts of sports day, pajama day, crazy hair day, wear a hat day. And then there's the first day of school. I feel like for moms of littles, that's a huge deal. You know, you get the chalkboard and you put, my name is Maddie and my favorite book is good night moon. And, you know, and then you change the board every, every year because they've grown a little bit more. It's my first day of kindergarten. It's my first day of first grade. Look how much they've grown. And then there's, uh, I've never done that. I just, for the record, I've never, I've never even held up a shitty paper sign saying what grade they're in. (laughs) What we need on this episode is an older mom who doesn't know what we're talking about and can speak to how ridiculous all this sounds. Right. So today we want to talk about why do moms have to be so extra? And here's the thing, you know, we are big on disclaimers. Usually our disclaimer is no, we love our kids guys. We do. We love them so much today. Our disclaimer is we don't like doing this stuff, but there are a lot of moms who do. Those moms are not losers. We do not think we're better than them. We maybe think we're a little worse. We are not bagging on the moms who feel genuine joy from making super elaborate birthday parties or Valentine's Day scavenger hunts or dressing their kids up on the hundredth day of school in little gray wigs with canes and glasses. Like if that is your creative jam, then like let it shine, mama. But Mm -hmm. our deal as per the usual is that's not how we roll. And it kind of makes us cringe a little bit, right? Mm -hmm. Yes. Yes. I agree to a certain extent. I mean, I still do enjoy holidays, especially like the first ones we listed Christmas, Christmas, Easter, Halloween. Yes. Let's go Uh, over the top all out. I'm all about it. I'm talking about the little shit where if you really add it up, it's happening on a monthly basis, which is insane. We don't have time for this shit. It's like, no wonder we're stressed out and we're resentful of all the things we have to do. Well, who said that we have to do them? Was it, was it Pinterest? Is it Instagram? Like, because that's a stupid reason to do it. <laughs> Maybe I should blame my daughter's kindergarten teacher for having them build leprechaun traps at school. And then for years and years, every year we had to build a leprechaun trap and the kids would mostly build it. But our job was after we went to sleep at night, not just the night before St. Patrick's day, like it had to be at least a week. Did our leprechaun visit his house? <laughs> Is there green sprinkles leading up to the walkway? Oh my gosh, there's green food coloring in the toilet. A leprechaun has been up to some mischief and magic. Sounds like some elf on this elf on the shelf shit right there. It's some elf on the shelf shit. And like, (laughs) so is the tooth fairy with the trail of glitter and the loopy handwriting. And my husband loves this stuff. And I, this is my guilty thing. The kids go to bed and it's like, all right, it's the night before Valentine's day. Let's hang up the balloons in the crepe paper, or it's tooth fairy time, or let's sprinkle some green shit to make it look like the leprechaun. And he's all about it. And I'm the one who's always like, oh, 
God damn it. I just sat down. I just sat down. I want to sit on the couch in my slipper socks and I want to watch TV and I don't want to do it. And then I feel like a jerk because (laughs) there are only so many years of our lives when we have to write in fake loopy handwriting, like the tooth fairy or Santa. There are only so many years when we have to dress our kids up on the hundredth day or do their crazy hair. But in the moment, I can't seem to transcend the resentment that I have to do one more thing and the sense that like, I suck at this. And you and I, we, we talk a lot about creativity and how we both consider ourselves to be creative people. And I thrive when, when I feel like I have the opportunity and space to be creative, but this stuff shuts me down. It's like we talked about on the play episode, like picking up the doll and making it talk makes us cringe, Mm -hmm. but yet having a dance party is awesome. Right. Like this contrived, what are you doing for crazy hair day? Right. That's the stuff. It's not like organic creative fun. It's the, you have to, it's the, Oh, you're the asshole who forgot pajama day. Look at all the kids in their pajamas. Oh. And you also forgot a dollar for the Valograms and Halograms and the Wednesday O-grams. It's just, oh my God, that sounds terrible. It's just like one more thing for us to do. And yeah, I think we're a special kind of mom. Cause I guarantee there's going to be people out there listening who are switching it off right now because they're like, what? I love hundred day of right. school day, you know? And, and I love and, crazy hair day yeah. and oh my gosh, Valentine's day. We always do this. And again, disclaimer, we don't think that's stupid. We, our question is what happens when either you don't like doing that, or maybe you are a mom who works 80 hours a week and you don't have time for this shit. Right. And, and I think that the people who do get joy out of it, that's like a creative outlet for them. And for us, we have other creative outlets. So doing that kind of thing takes time from what brings us joy, you know? Right. And you know, Um, and the, the other thing is, you know, when we talked about switching gears with I'm making your lunches, I'm cleaning the toilet, I'm making the grocery list. And now you want me to like be silly voice monkey guy. Right. It's it's almost the same as this, where like, when I feel really embarrassed that my husband's like, let's get out the glitter paper. And I'm just like, fuck, I feel like it's because I've already taken them to school, picked them up, helped with homework, listened to the shit, made the dinner. Like I've been in that mode and it doesn't feel like something magical. Right. It it feels like work and it doesn't feel like a creative, like lighthearted fun thing. So I feel like the important point is we honor ourselves as moms. What are the things that light you up? If this is it, go all out, man. You know, even if it makes the rest of us feel bad about ourselves because we don't have a a cane and a suit jacket for the (laughs) birthday of school. Like you, you do you right. But like, what what do, what do we do with that? The fact that everything is so extra that you feel like you have to crowdsource for Valentine's ideas. Right. Right. Well, I have to say growing up, my mom always did make a big deal out of birthday parties. Right. So I have these childhood memories of these really extravagant birthday parties, extravagant for the nineties. Right. And I always looked forward to having children so that I could give them that same experience. So I would maybe say that birthday parties is an exception for me because I do enjoy going all out for them. But 
what I enjoy is the final reaction. I've noticed that I'll go on Amazon and order the decorations and make a theme. And the night, you know, as soon as you put the kids to bed, it's downstairs and it's go time and you got to blow the balloons up and put up the banner. Um, and it, and I realize now in that moment, I'm never enjoying it. I don't enjoy putting it all up. I don't enjoy staying up until midnight, making it perfect, but I really enjoy the, like, the getting her up out of bed and taking her downstairs to show her what it is. But then also more often than not, it's not the reaction I'm looking for. Oh, and we talked about that before. And we did all your effort, the discipline. Yeah. And I feel like that's important for me to note because I, I, I I do get that, like, uh, experiencing joy through your children's joy. Right. And it, it, it that makes me think of when we were doing the Easter bunny thing. And like, even though this is the year of not believing, I'm sure we'll still do it. I too don't like staying up till 1030, putting jelly beans and plastic eggs and hiding them around the yard. But the looks on the kid's face right. when they are running around with the baskets like that, that totally makes it worth it. It yes. does. I think there's a line and you know, with birthday parties for me, I personally find them really overwhelming and really prefer to only invite my friends whose kids are my kids' friends rather right. than like, but I remember the first birthday party Izzy was invited to in elementary school and it was a Smurf theme and you walk up the walk and there are like decorative little mushrooms that are clearly handmade and this cake with this like waterfall and every snack was themed. And I remember I was in awe, but I was also just so chagrined because I am like the pin the tail on the donkey mom. We are the 1980s birthday party family with just like stupid crafts and shit you can buy for the kids to paint. That's really easy. And maybe if I'm lucky, my teenager will take charge of her little sister's birthday parties. She almost always does. And she comes up with games and an agenda. And I am so relieved because I'm so bad at it. Mm -hmm. But you know, when I was saying like, Hey, awesome overachiever spirit week, mom, like keep doing your thing. Even (laughs) if it makes the rest of us look bad. There's also this, there's that competitiveness where I'm like, Oh my God, my birthday party sucks compared to the Smurf mom birthday party. And like when Izzy ran for student council in fifth grade, the girl who beat her had personalized labeled like treat bags for all the kids with homemade stickers. And it was like lots of time, lots of money, lots of sugar. And, you know, she won and maybe she was the better candidate, but I guess what I'm saying is when those of us who don't choose to participate, where does that leave our kids when the bar is set so high? Not that we have to be like, well, if, if Smurf mom jumped off a cliff, would you too? I mean, you know, yeah, it's not like that, but it does. It's like, Oh, clearly we're the underachieving house. Right. Right. Well, I, I, I mean, maybe it's, maybe it's different as your kids get older, but I feel like when they're younger, we project a lot of this on them thinking they want all these things or thinking this is what they expect. But at my kid's age, they don't know to expect it unless you give it to them. Right. And like you said, once you set the bar high, you have to go higher from there. And I feel like the cliche answer is they really just want your time and attention and love. So if I give them something super simple on Valentine's day, 
a Valentine that I actually made them and I sit with them and I read the book that I bought them and I give them maybe extra love and attention that day or explain to them what, you know, a Valentine is about that should be enough for them. And I, I, I'm guessing that doesn't translate to your 15 year old, but (laughs) <laughs> and, and that's the thing, like you're right. totally right. Yeah. But once they go to their first Smurf birthday party, once they get a gift bag from their first student council rep, right. once their kid next to them at lunch tells them his tooth fairy brought him a 20, right. like the jig is up. Then right. their eyes are opened like, well, so-and-so had a lunchbox full of candy after Halloween. Why couldn't I? And then, right. you ha- then you really dig into like, hey, these are our family values. Our family stands for X, Y, Z. This family, like they are super into leprechaun traps and uh, (laughs) expensive tooth fairy offerings. Whereas our family value is, okay, let me think about that. I mean, and I will say one of my things that I'm famous for is um, having a 1980s summer. When my kids were really little, I first, when everyone was like, what camps are you doing? What, what are you doing? Have you signed up for this? Have you signed up for that? I think I was at like, I don't know, like preschool graduation and moms were talking about all the soccer camps and this event. And I was, I was just like, well, we're having a 1980s summer. And I sit out in the backyard in our shitty lawn chairs and we're going to get dirty and we're going to be lazy and watch TV and we're going to take walks in the neighborhood. And that was my trademark. And people would ask me every year, are you having another 1980 summer? And I stopped being embarrassed about it. And I started being proud, right? Yeah. That, like, we weren't, you know, over scheduled, like we weren't enriching our lives at all. Right. You know? Except for the fact that we were, because we yeah. were getting back to basics. Right. Quality time too. And my kids know this about me now. They know that I'm not crazy hair mom and I don't right. really have any good ideas for your science project. And so the stupid thing you came up with that is obviously totally half-assed, it's fine with me. <laughs> <laughs> and again, I think it's just embracing who yeah. we are as parents rather than being like, you shouldn't celebrate spirit week. You, you right. shouldn't acknowledge daughter's day and son's day and your kid's nine and a half birthday, like totally do that. But I don't know. Again, is there think- room, is there room to empower your children though? Because maybe your child isn't like that. They do want to get excited about it. And so it's like, that's fine. I'm going to put this on you. If you want crazy hair day tomorrow, yes. figure out what you want to do for it or do it yourself or get your hundred year outfit together. You know, yes. I think that, that there's, oh, but yeah. do you feel like I feel guilty even just like, Oh my God, I'm such a shitty mom. I made my kid do her own crazy hair, oh. but my oldest legitimately loves planning parties right. with activities. So why wouldn't it's very I Montessori it's very, okay. It's very right? Montessori. Oh my gosh. The first week of, of shutdown in 2020, our kids made me and my husband, they made us a Disney day. They did it. Aww. We didn't make them a Disney day. They did it. So maybe you're onto something there. Like the less, the less we involve ourselves, if we don't want to give right. them the reins, Hey, make this super special because don't we want to teach them how to create their own magic? Can we talk about why it is that we feel like everything needs to be so special and everything needs to be celebrated. Our hunch is that it's social media, especially Pinterest, because since I've become a mom, that's where you go when you're looking up ideas for birthday parties and for holidays. And you think you're going to do one thing and you go on Pinterest and you come out feeling 
not good enough because there are, there's so many things you could be doing that you're not. And then your mind starts going and thinking, okay, well, I, maybe I should do the leprechaun on. So let's, let's say, uh, we do a quick search on St. Patrick's day ideas for kids. Cause that's the next holiday coming up. Just a quick scroll through Pinterest. I see, uh, the St. Patty's day scavenger hunt. I see, the naughty leprechaun trail through the house. I see green pancakes. I see, uh, let's see the pot of gold that you have to create a pot of gold slime. Um, oh my God, St. Patrick's day activities for your children. <laughs> 100? 100. I don't want to do 100 activities in my whole life. Are you <laughs> kidding me right now? Also, the leprechaun slime. comes to visit. I mean, this it's is out of I'm control, right? It's, and it's, it's like, control. you're, you, you know, you look at it and you expect to see this, but in the context of this conversation, who has time for that? And do, should we, should we be making time for that? I think for kids and adults, there's a, there's a difficulty in finding joy in the mundane. There's a difficulty with appreciating just like being bored. An, yeah. And, or today is not a special day, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but you, you can still find joy in it. You can still find, be at peace with it. Um, but you said that you said the B word boredom, like you hear all the time in parenting magazines and articles, how good it is for kids to be bored. Right. Like, I think we all get well, that. I think the problem is that we as adults don't know how to be bored anymore either. <gasps> Ooh because we're constantly stimulated by our phones oh and our God. computers and our podcasts all out. This is such a call right. Out. And so how can we teach our kids to be bored when we have taught ourselves not to be because of changes in culture and society? I think most people know that this is a positive thing to give your kids space to just sit and be, but even most of us who know it don't follow through on it. And I think a lot of us probably lean on the iPads more than we have to, because once again, if we're setting a bar right away that like, okay, well, I need them to just sit still for a second so that I can do this. And I don't want them bothering me. I'm going to give them something to distract them versus saying and establishing, I need to do this right now. And you need to figure out what you need to do, or you need to be bored right now. Totally. Sometimes them being bored is a nuisance to us. And I mean, and some of it is path of least resistance. Like I have no problem handing over an iPad to have a peaceful gynecology appointment (laughs) 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 or whatever, but you know, we know that it's good for them to be bored, but when we're constantly making all of these things special, we're not wiring them to tolerate much less celebrate the ordinary. I, I follow a blogger called Ali Casaza, who's kind of, she calls herself, um, the lifestyle minimalist, I believe. And her whole shtick is minimalism, not just in your house, but also in your schedule, in your life, you know, less for more, for more, for more joy in your life. And she has done a really good job of training her, her kids, her family, to know that they are not extra type of people. And, you know, even Christmas that she celebrates and loves Christmas, she does not go all out. They do a tree. 
but it's not over the top decorations and they, you know, I think there's a limit on gifts. It's like one or two gifts per kid and their kids are a range of like, I think, let's say five to 12 for sake of argument. And they know that this is just the way it is in their household and the way it's always been really for as long as they can remember. And I think it took her a lot of work to get there, but I'm, my point is that it is possible to state that these are the values of our home and we're not going to go all out like Tommy and Susie and Sally's mom. It's like being unapologetic about your values. Yeah. You're not going to be the same as, as all the other kids, you know, the key to being unapologetic about your values is actually believing that you are okay as a mom. It's like, if we don't believe that we're not, um, defective because we aren't awesome at spirit week, I think like our bottom line is we want to give you permission to not do that. And okay. I'm embarrassed to say it. Uh, see, I'm still, I'm coming to terms with my own meanness here. I give myself permission to be a lazy mom. I give myself permission to know that my kid's science project is going to be underwhelming for the STEM teacher. And I give myself permission to forget pajama day and make sure it's on my kid's radar, right? Give yourself permission to be a lazy mom and to let them be bored, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. Or at least think about it like a maybe, okay, let's do like a mindfulness challenge. Like maybe recognize when you're feeling bored and see what you can do with that and recognize when they are bored and like challenge them to just notice it or sit with it or dig into their own creativity. Like there mm-hmm. are lessons to learn here, surely. And the lessons are not all about how to make a leprechaun trap or how to do the coolest, crazy hair day. Amen. Say something about being extra, be clever, (laughs) no pressure. So the next time you're feeling pressure to be extra, to go over the top, to be Pinterest worthy or Instagram worthy, remind yourself that you don't have to do anything you don't want to do. This is all expectations that have been put out there by society that you do not have to follow unless you feel like you want to, and that'll bring you joy, right? I mean, that's the whole point of it. It's celebrating and bringing joy. So if it's not doing that for you, then it's not worth doing. So, all right. Good luck out there, moms. Yes. Don't be be extra unless you want to. We'll see you next time. Mother plusers. Thank you so much for listening to another episode of the Mother Plus Podcast. We've been getting your reviews, DMs, Instagram comments, and texts, and we have been dying for a way to connect with you all on a regular basis. If you want more from us, we invite you all to meet the Mother Plus newsletter, where we will send you the latest episode, upcoming events, calls for new guests and ideas, and upcoming course offerings. You just have to visit our website at www.motherplusser.com and click on newsletter to sign up. And at the risk of asking too much of you, we'd also love a review. Gotta ask for what you want, right? We love you all so much. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for listening. We'll chat again next week. Bye.